I'm Nicole Spezio. And I'm Jenny Donheiser. And this is How, How Are, Are You, you Brainwashed? Brainwashed? We're coming in with a special app. <laughs> it's a very special app, like a after school special, but um, with astrology. Yeah, we're not going to follow the usual structure, which is stressing me <laughs> stressing out. Nicole Jenny doesn't out. seem to care about the structure being gone. Okay, For listeners. Me, I need structure. Listeners. <laughs> Help me out here. I told Jenny, it's okay. We can try something a little different and people will roll with it. And Jenny doesn't believe me. So please listen to this app all the way through. You're not going to get a rainwash this week. You're not going to get a casting. And that's okay because you got it last week and you'll get it next week. <laughs> I if can't you... do the same thing every day till I die. Like, Jesus, I need a little fun. I'm like a dog. I need a routine. I need a schedule. And I need my podcast to have its structure. When we stray from the routine or structure, I feel unsafe. I if know. Monty gets a walk at a different time of the day, he starts to get stressed out. And sort of, I have a cat and I feed his ass whenever <laughs> I damn well please because you got to build in flexibility as part of the program. <laughs> that is important. We when things are so rigid, so tight, then any little change makes one feel stressed yeah that's why i have to play baby noises for my dog which i have started doing before the baby comes so that he doesn't freak out about his routine changing are they nice baby like noises that. or or crying or both crying okay. also there's this blogger that my postpartum doula referred me to who it's called dog meets baby <laughs> and she has classes and resources around this very thing people are making money off of this nicole i just want you to know off of teaching dogs how to meet babies yeah i think (laughs) have you seen that famous viral video of the people that brought their baby home and then their cat immediately vomited (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's amazing. So I like, think, you know, on both sides, we sort of all need to figure it out. <laughs> anyway, on her website, this woman, Dog Meets Baby, she has a, a baby sounds library that you can download and stream for your dog at home to prepare them. It's not just crying, but there are pooping. There's a pooping compilation. Pooping noises. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Feeding sounds, burping sounds. Yeah. And how does Monty seem to be responding to this stimuli? Okay, it's a visual pot. People can't. You want to explain what you're doing? You know that thing when you play like a dog, the dog videos of them hearing their favorite words and they tilt their heads up real cute, like like their ears. He's sort of doing that. He's sort of like, what? What's that noise? But he doesn't seem upset or, or anything. He just is like curious as to what it is. He's inquisitive mode. Also, it's like coming from my computer. So I'm sure he's like, what is that? <laughs> Maybe yeah. when it's coming from a thing 3d stuffed animal that's alive (laughs) it'll be different you went on your little baby moon do you want to talk about that yeah it was cute and nice went to montreal for the weekend with my husband for just a very quick trip it's only an hour long flight from new york so we should be going there all the time it's so quick you're up in the air they give you a, a whole can of ginger ale you can't finish and then you're down why they be giving you full cans of soda when your flight's so short, Nicole? Honey, you can't drink a full can of ginger ale in an hour. It's not an hour. Yeah. You're 
You're taking off for 20 minutes. You're in the air for 20 minutes, and then you're landing for 20 minutes. That's math. We're women can do that math. way. <laughs> this woman can um, drink a can of soda in an hour. <laughs> not, I couldn't. I couldn't drink my whole ginger ale in an hour. Yeah, it's cute. It's like you know, yeah, France and Canada. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. Oui, oui, bonjour. All right. What was the coolest thing you saw? What was the best thing you ate? And what was the thorn of the trip? The best thing I ate was I had some really good pastries at this spot called Olive It Gourmando. Um, There was a sticky bun there that I'll be dreaming about for the rest of my life. I also went to a, a restaurant called Elena. And it was an Italian spot, Nicole. And they had a special corn pasta, <laughs> a corn agno agnoli agnolati. I don't know. That was really good. So, yeah. <laughs> what was the thorn? Cool, coolest thing you saw and the thorn. Okay, coolest thing I saw was French. Everything being in French. And sort of already covered that, sure. Uh-huh. And the thorn. <laughs> the thorn was being pregnant because it's uh, hard on my body to walk around as much as I would like to normally visiting a new city. I did discover a pregnancy tape, adhesive tape, and had my husband tape up my belly and my back for support, and it was helpful. So shout out to Frida Mom, pregnancy support tape that somehow helps your body i can't explain the science of it but i guess it lifts your belly so the tape is going under the belly and where does it sort of reconnect to the bod so i had tape under my belly and on my sides to create some sort of basket like a support yeah for the belly and then i had two strips on my lower back which i guess created some sort of support great (laughs) (laughs) awesome I don't know how the technology worked, but it did work. What fruit size is your baby this week? It's a head of cauliflower or something. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's getting there. He's two plus pounds now. Wow. But they come out like six or seven or eight pounds. So, like, I still have to really, I have a lot more to go. And how physically uncomfortable do you feel, scale of one to ten? Like a six. Oh, that's 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 really high. I know. Huh. Huh. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> okay, how are you? What's going on with you, babe? Well, I did shoot the short film that we talked about yes. last week, and I take back everything I said about a short film. It is possible to make you feel and love and laugh in fourteen minutes. And everyone's going to love it so much. It was such a great experience. Oh, good. That's nice. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. I got to wear my wedding dress, which means that I am the only person that's worn their wedding dress three times in their life. The only person? Yeah, I would say. I mean. Just you. Probably. I wore it when I got married in my balcony, and then I wore it when I got married in a party, and then now I wore it in a short film. So if you have any other short films that you want me to wear my wedding dress in, please reach out. I'm trying to sell mine. Yeah. I think also because I have fat wedding dress, I could probably get some good money for it. But also I've worn it three times at this point. It's like, yeah, you, who knows? What shape is it in? But 
Oh, I don't know. I like it. Don't you want to save it to make a little christening dress for your baby? (laughs) (laughs) No. You don't want to cut the lace and make a little little dress for your son? (laughs) Christening dress. (laughs) No. No, I want to get it out of my goddamn closet and get some cash money. Jeez Louise. <laughs> All right. If you want to buy Jenny's wedding dress, please reach out. Yeah. It's on stillwhite.com. I'll send you the link. <laughs> yeah, post the link in the episode notes. <laughs> yeah, it's only been worn one time, and I didn't even wear it during my re- reception because I wore a different dress. So. Yeah, so you didn't even dance in it, so it didn't even I get didn't even... stinkier. Yeah cake on it exact all right please enjoy this special episode i'm kidding do you have anything else you want to talk about well just you know we didn't um we sort of i guess we like said that the episode was going to be different but then did we really say what it was no okay nicole how is this episode different (laughs) okay this is a different episode because an astrologer slid into my DMs and said, hey, I'll read your charts. And I said, absolutely. You're coming on the pod. So that's what we're going to do. And I'll tell you that we were recording this intro after and uh, she nailed our fucking asses. So I think you're going to like it. She really did. She, she did. really had our number. The universe, <laughs> the universe knows us. I love it. Well, please enjoy this special, very special episode of our charts being read. We love you. See you next week for the the return of structure. You're unwell. This is a very special episode of How Are You Brainwashed? Because today we're talking about astrology we're talking about our charts we're talking about who we are as aquarius and cancer and who we are as bffs is it written in the stars we will find out please welcome to the pod today jordan Shomer. jordan tell us all about you who are you um, I'm an astrologer from the internet that slid into your DMs and said, hey, I need to tell you a little something about this partnership here. <laughs> so that's literally who I am. Um, Absolutely. The, the bigger picture, um, I am a professional astrologer who um, meets one-on-one with people to introduce them to their astrology in a way that is celebratory and encourages self-empathy. So that's my shtick. Okay. I love we that. We really need that. So that's actually <laughs> for us. How long have you been in the astrologer game? So my past life is as an actor. Mm-hmm. I was an actor until I was 29 years old. And that was the day I woke up an actor and went to sleep an astrologer. And it really happened just like that. Astrology Whoa. sort of found me. And then it became my mission to like figure out how to be an astrologer, which I had previously, previously I had said like, well, you know, it's a cool thing, but people aren't really astrologers. Fast forward, this is by literal livelihood. 
<laughs> wow, incredible. Nicole, that could be us. We could go to bed actors and wake up astrologers one day. <laughs> you know, I'm going to bed an actor every night and I'd love to see how I wake up one morning. <laughs> What's going to happen to me? <laughs> Just keep it open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Did you go to school for acting like Nicole and I unfortunately did? Or did you thankfully skip that step and <laughs> just sort of go right into no. it? What was your acting um, life? I started real young in acting classes at like five and six years old. I was a part of a children's theater that did five shows a year. Um, and then Wow. I went to University of Denver for theater, um, which is not what they're known for, but that's where my like acting mentor became a professor. Um, then I moved to Chicago, worked for seven and a half years in experimental theater. Yes, amazing. I already mentioned that I was an Aquarius, so I know that the other Aquarian in the room is like, "Yes, get get weird with it. Why do yeah, normal absolutely. shit when you can do weird shit?" So yeah, I did experimental theater and eventually signed with an agent. And once I did that, I was like, "Actually, I hate this." <laughs> but, but it really was yeah. this sort of magical pivot, like. I saw a medium and that was the turning point. The like medium told me, like I had mentioned, I'm thinking about studying astrology, just like a one-off thing. And the medium was like, all of your ancestors are jumping up and down. Like your spirit guides are like, she's finally found it. And I was like, well, fuck, now I got to figure this out. Wow. So yeah. Cool. I'm so fucking on board for this. I cannot wait for you to tell us <laughs> yeah. everything. It's the actor to astrologer pipeline. Yeah. Wow. Maybe yes. I will wake up as astrologer at some point. I, I see it for you, Nicole. I see astrologer. I see shaman. I see tarot. I see all of it in your potential right. future. Oh, my gosh. You know. I agree. <laughs> as well as that, you could still be an actor. And a famous, and a famous actress. actress. Yes. <laughs> we, can all, we can have everything. Do it all. Do it all. Yes. We only have this one life to live. <laughs> Do what well, makes you happy. Do well, we? Who so knows? Cool. I don't know. Well, who's to say? Oh, well, that's true. You know, and that's maybe a question Jordan can answer <laughs> for us. Yeah. If you have any past life information, Do- also reach out to us. On Instagram. I know when you said your past life was actor, I thought you were going to say like something about your <laughs> another life that you had for a second. Well, we can yeah. get into that too. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say Incredible. there's still crossover. It's my like, it's my dream of dreams. I'm a fan of the podcast. So I know we all have similar interests. Oh. It's my dream of dreams. Like shoot for the moon, land among the stars to be the astrologers to the real housewives. Like I want Sonia Morgan on retain. Like I want her to have me on retainer. I want to wake up every morning with a frantic text from her. I imagine she texts in like one line at a time. Like what is the moon doing? Like that's my dream is to sort of field that emotional labor. I know she won't pay me, but to me it's worth (laughs) it. Worth and then it, the yeah. second tier dream of dreams is to be the astrologer to the alt comedy scene in New York. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So we're making dreams happen today. Yeah. It is all happening. <laughs> I cannot imagine that Sonia does not have an astrologer already on her roster. But if she has an opening, I really feel like you could be the one. I know she does. And yeah. I also know Dorinda's my neighbor. 
She lives like 20 Shut minutes up. away. What do you mean? She lives, tw- Bluestone oh, Manor wow. is 20 minutes from me. I pass it on the way to the grocery oh, store. Oh my God. And every time I'm in that fancy grocery store, I'm looking around for Dorinda. I'm like, let, come, come on. You know, you need me. She needs me. <laughs> I, I Dorinda would be for lucky sure. to have you. We need to get some eyes on Dorinda's chart stat. <laughs> Big Sag energy. I think of her and worry about her often. We love Dorinda. We send you love if you're listening to this in the grocery store. We love you yeah. so much. Make it nice, babe. Come. Make it nice. We would love to have you on the pod at have any you time. The pod. Please slide in the DMs. If I run into her at the grocery store, I'll yeah. send her your way. So we had a live show a few weeks ago. We had a cameo from Sammy Sweetheart from Jersey Shore open <laughs> that production. And I did just minutes ago slide into Sammy's DM to say, babe, if you want to get on the pod, just give me a holler. So far, no response, but I will keep the listeners posted <laughs> if she does reach back out. That is huge, Nicole. I had no idea. I'm finding this out in real time. Feel, feeling I brave today. Honor. I'm feeling brave. Jordan has shown me I can be brave too and I can slide into the DMs of anyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, gosh. I hope Sammy comes on. I have a million questions for her. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. Wow. Okay, so Jordan, should you read our asses to filth? Who are we? Yeah, yeah. What happens? Sure. <laughs> okay, so I just want to gauge your like astrological know-how. I know we mm-hmm. have an Aquarius and we have a Cancer in the room. Is there? And any- I'm the Aquarius listeners. Nicole Spezio is the Aquarius. Jenny's the Cancer. FYI, yes. In case you're yes. New to the podcast. Yes. Do you know anything else about your astrology? You know, I have looked up. Uh, my big three yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point and did not understand. So I did not pay attention. That's And I barely even, I know some things about Aquarius, but I, I would love for sort of us to even cover that for sure. Definitely. I do not know my big three. I did have to reach out to my mom for my birth time, <laughs> which I think has held me back from knowing it in the past. But we've arrived to today. And yeah, now you got it. Yeah. And now and now I got it from Thanks, her 5.05 p.m., <laughs> right? It's 5 o'clock somewhere yes. coming out right on time for that happy hour cocktail. Yeah. So. <laughs> so much sense. <laughs> so we're going to talk about your sun, moon risings today and how they dance with each other. Oh, amazing. So just to like break it down, your big three your sun, your moon, and your rising are sort of the like core components of your personhood. They are your conscious self, your unconscious self, and your first impression. The rest of your chart will tell a story about how you, you know, take action, how you perceive the world, how you connect with other people. But that sun, moon, rising are the party facts that you need to go to your next, you know, party and be like, well, I'm an Aquarius sun, you know. So in astrology, the sun is the conscious self. It is the ego. It's like what we know about ourselves and what we want. The sun is our storyteller that creates the stories for who we are in the world. The moon represents your inner world. It's what you need to feel safe. It's what you need to feel taken care of. When people say, well, at my core, I'm X, Y, Z, they're talking about their moon. Hmm. And the moon represents your unconscious world as well as your eternal landscape. And then your rising sign is your first impression. When people first meet you, they meet your rising sign, Hmm. which is sort of like your phone voice that sounds different than your real voice. 
which mm-hmm. for you, Nicole, is a little bit different because you are an Aquarius sun and Aquarius rising. Oh my, what? Oh. Which means what you There's see. There's no hiding who you, you are. What you see is what you get. <laughs> you're going to be mess. How I feel. That is That's true, how I would I say. Feel. Yes. <laughs> Whereas, Jenny, your rising sign is Sagittarius, which is mm. warm and upbeat, sort of perpetually upbeat. And your sun sign is in Cancer. And so I imagine that when people meet you, they get a certain impression of you, and then they get to know you, and they're like, hmm, I didn't think you'd be like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I can say from meeting Jenny at 18 (laughs) and sort of thinking she was one kind of gal and then actually becoming a real true friend, there's a lot of layers to that onion. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Yep. 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 Every guy who's ever dated me is like, oh, huh, this is who you are. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to stick around or what? (laughs) Well, and just to like drop the info so that we we can then dial it back and talk about it all. Nicole, you are an Aquarius sun, Aquarius rising, and a Virgo moon. Okay. And Jenny, you are a Cancer sun, Sagittarius rising, Gemini moon. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. But okay, okay. the reason I reached out to you in the first place, hearing about the Cancer Aquarius dynamic within your partnership, and then also the Cancer Aquarius dynamic within your individual partnerships, yes. um, my like yep, yep. fascination prickles were do do do. Because Cancer and Aquarius are signs that don't know each other. Like, if mm. if we're sitting at the dinner table of the Zodiac, that's how I like to think about it. Like, all the signs are sitting at a round table. From certain vantage points, um, there are some signs that are in each other's blind spot. Like, they can't mm-hmm. see each other. They're signs that don't know each other. They've never met. They have nothing in common. And Cancer and Aquarius are one of those pairs. Wow. They are considered to be unlikely bedfellows. Um, oh. But with that, like, disharmony or that mm-hmm. uncomplimentary energy, there is this, like, sense of magnetism, but you don't know why. Because there's no commonality between those sun signs. Cancer is <laughs> the archetype of mother, nurturer, caretaker. Cancer is emotional and sensitive and very much attuned to the needs of other people. Um, Cancer is an incredible space holder and makes people feel safe, Mm. makes people feel taken care of, just like a mom. Mm. Cancer is also a sign that is associated with the past, the emotional past specifically. Okay. Mm -hmm. We all have cancer somewhere in our charts. All of the signs live in our astrology somewhere. They express themselves differently. But wherever we have cancer, the circumstances of the past loom large. And Mm. cancer is a very Mm. self-protective sign, very much, Mm. you know, like a crab. That's the symbol of cancer with a hard shell to protect its mushy insides. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the experience of cancer. And those mushy insides is that feeling, like, emotional intelligence, emotional aptitude. 
um, as well as a killer intuition. Just like the saying, a mother always knows, a cancer always knows. And just to emphasize that, Jenny, you're not you're not a regular cancer. You're a special cancer (laughs) because because you don't only have your sun in cancer. You also have two other planets in cancer. You have Venus and Mercury in cancer. So not only are you that archetype of nurturer and caretaker, but you think like a nurturer and a caretaker and you Mm. connect with people from that place as well. Um, you got like big mm-hmm. mama bear energy. When you're with me, you're safe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Whereas Aquarius, on the other People hand, are not safe <laughs> with me. <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, but whereas Cancer is very much rooted in the emotional past or like nostalgia, sentimentality, the like simpler times of childhood Mm. cancer tends to have a reverence for that aquarius is all about the future like what could be what is ahead and aquarius tends to hold very like little reverence for like what has been i hate nostalgia i hate it (laughs) (laughs) i truly do it's not for me this it's interesting because this is like the summer of nostalgia so i wonder like how that's showing up for you like there is no forward moving energy right now like it is all sort of orienting us backwards and bringing us back to like 2013 2007 vibes even like the music we were listening to yeah which is a hard space for aquarius to operate in because we're just like what's (laughs) new what's fresh what could be what's experimental what's innovative (laughs) yes and aquarius is the second to last sign in the zodiac It's Aquarius and then Pisces. And Aquarius and Pisces are the two signs that are not of this world. We live in a world built in the image of Capricorn, which is hierarchical and very structured and very rigid and very linear. But Aquarius, the following sign, is all about what could be. It is the Mm. possibilities beyond the bounds of what we are currently operating within and Part of the association of Aquarius is alien, you know? Thank you. I know. (laughs) Thank you. I know. It's funny because the planet Pluto, which is a planet of power and like systems, moved into Aquarius for the first time since 1777 this year. And we started talking about aliens. I was like, it's about time, motherfuckers. Wow. (laughs) Wow. But the experience Nicole does love aliens. I love aliens. Me too. There <laughs> there are people. You know. There are people. There and, are we're yeah. there aliens. Yeah. There and the experience of being an Aquarius is sort of like an alien coming down on a UFO hovering over mankind. And it's like, what are all these humans all about? Aquarius is the most (laughs) collectively conscious sign, the most Mm -hmm. zoomed out, big picture. Aquarius sees things that other people don't see because they take such an aerial view. But it is also the experience of being so conscious of a collective that you don't necessarily feel a part of. Mm. Oh, you're really hitting me, Jordan. Okay, yeah. (laughs) And 
the aim of Aquarius, and like I said, I'm an Aquarius, you're an Aquarius, is to find belonging. But oftentimes Mm. we confuse fitting in with belonging. Mm. Okay, immediately start crying. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most beautiful thing that's ever happened. Okay, yuck, yuck, keep going. And so for Aquarius, it is a period of coming into their own by aligning themselves with different communities, groups, and networks that they can see themselves in. Aquarius Mm -hmm. thrives when they find their weirdos, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, the people that support them from a place of belonging, which is, you know, the acceptance of being who you are and not being, you know, not expected to change or shift or accommodate other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will say it's been a tough couple years for you. Uh huh. Yeah, I know that's right. Uh huh. Like, I mean, pandemic is pandemic. It's kind of hard yep. to like separate. But like since yep. December 2020 <laughs> until now, we're like at the very end of this um, growth edge for Aquarius. It's like you have been restricted and like the sensation I'm feeling is your lungs are not able to like fully fill with air for the last couple years. Mm. Um, like restriction and tension and friction and being asked to change in places that you are unwilling to change. And finally, mm. we're sort of unraveling through this period and you can finally sort of assume a larger space. But I can like we're in it together. It's like, you know, yes. we're too big for our shell right now. Yes. It's like we're being squished mm. in this like little, little sh- seed casing. We got to burst through. It's almost time. It's almost time. It's almost it'll, time. It'll happen soon. Okay, good. <laughs> Give it a couple <laughs> weeks, and things will feel okay. much lighter than they have. Oh, I, amazing. Yeah. Interesting. So, so <laughs> tangents included. <laughs> that is sort of the synthesis of the. Um, uncomplimentary relationship between yeah. cancer and Aquarius. How does that resonate within your relationship? I, yeah. I, I think, to- I mean, for sure, I think that obviously my husband, also cancer, very mushy, gushy, <laughs> sensitive human, and I sort of am not always on that same plane. So I do think a lot of our stuff comes from that. And I think, yeah, Jenny definitely also has that little sensitive, uh, sensitive streak to her for sure for sure i would say that like any tension comes from (laughs) probably me taking something too personally or at least in the past i would say that would be something i feel like we've gotten to a better place (laughs) in that regard um but yeah with my husband too that was a journey of like when you were talking about aliens i couldn't help but think of my husband Uh i was like talk about one alien to another (laughs) absolutely he and i see each other at the meetings for sure (laughs) um where i'm just like what is going on in there and my inclination is to want to know everything that's going on in there probably similar with Nicole and not getting everything that you would want. It's just two totally different like communication styles, processing styles. Um, Mm -hmm. And so 
that I feel like is the hard part of like, no, that is just not how my experience is. That is Mm -hmm. not how my brain works. And I am just trying to respect that yours does and figure it out. It is a, yeah, that's the only thing I've known about like Aquarius and cancers. It's not really supposed to hit, but like if it hits, like it probably hits well, but like it's not supposed to. Yeah, I yeah. um I'm an astrologer that loathes the term compatibility. Like I will mm-hmm. never use that term mm-hmm. because I truly believe that people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime and they're all here to reflect parts of you back at you that you can't see on your own. We're all here to learn from each other and if that learning comes through dissonance, then that's probably pretty illuminating you know if that connection comes through harmony there's also like a you know that's nice um Mm -hmm. but i think that Mm -hmm. if you're standing in the reflection of someone you're compatible for one of those reasons and yeah it's sort of like cancer and aquarius are different species like cancer will always bring (laughs) the emotional impact or the emotional implication to the table they will always lead with their sensitivities both Emotional sensitivities, energetic sensitivities, their instincts, their intuition. And Aquarius is the force that's like, yeah, but in the big scheme of things, you know, in the bigger Mm -hmm, context mm -hmm. of like, there are kids that are starving in Africa. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I like said something that hurt your feelings, you know, Aquarius is always there Mm -hmm. to zoom in out. But cancer humanizes the Aquarius because Aquarius is really good at sort of like rising above, Like, if you're experiencing discomfort or an emotion that you don't know what to do with and you don't know how to organize, you're going to be like, "Mm, that could, like, we're not going to do that. Um, And cancer takes things very personally. Aquarius is really good at being like, that can't possibly be about my, that can't be about me. I couldn't possibly (laughs) fathom how that's mine to hold. Gotta be about that. Couldn't be about me. So, wow. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. I also found it really interesting about what you said about Nicole and this journey of fitting in versus belonging. I thought that was really beautiful and interesting, and also made me think of my husband. Like, I feel there's a yearning there to find your people, to find your community. And sometimes that takes a moment or two to really find the right people. Yeah. Um, Well, because Aquarius is also aligned, it's sort of the anti-status quo. And mm -hmm. so if there is Mm -hmm. an expectation or like a standard that society sets for an Aquarius, an Aquarius will sometimes swing the pendulum so far in the other direction that they're not necessarily aligned with what is authentic to them. They just don't like being told what to do. So it's like, oh, you told me to do that thing. I was going to do that, but now I have to do the opposite. Or now I have to do something different to individuate or, you know, um, express my uniqueness. Whereas Mm -hmm. cancer is like... Is everyone taken care of? Is everyone accounted for? (laughs) Like, did you need water? Like, do you, you know, just making sure that everyone's emotional needs are anchored and are safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to do, which is a good thing and a bad thing. You know, (laughs) it's it's, uh, helpful for me in building connections. But yeah, it's like the accommodating to what extent. Mm -hmm are you willing to be and where do you put up the boundary and where like where can you stay for yourself 
I have to not worry about everyone's feelings in this scenario at all. I mean, I can see in your chart, you put a lot of your emotional energy specifically into your one-to-one relationships. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. especially if you are tangling your emotional well-being with the well-being of not only your relationships, but the people in those relationships, it can sort of bring you too close to those relationships where you can no longer see yourself. Um, And so boundaries Mm. I can see in your chart are definitely an area to grow into and to work on. Um, And I'm just going to give you – I'm fully just doing my astrologer thing. I'm going to give you my favorite definition of boundaries. (laughs) I did not come up with this. This is Prentice Hemphill. But um, boundaries is the space necessary to love me and something else simultaneously. And I always mm. tell mm-hmm. I always tell water signs that because water signs tend to view boundaries as cruel of like putting up walls. Mm. Um, but thinking about boundaries yeah. as spaciousness so that you are not abandoning mm-hmm. yourself in the reflection of your relationships or not abandoning your needs or your wants or what is important to you in the reflection of others so that you can actually show up and be the incredible nurturer space holder that you are while also having mm-hmm. enough energy to offer yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like boundaries, I know I need them, but I can be bad at vocalizing them or bad at like explaining why I'm like, if I'm setting the boundaries, I maybe am too scared to explain to somebody. <laughs> I'm putting up the boundary here. I just sort of do it. And then, you know, that creates problems as well because I'm not being transparent about what I'm doing necessarily. Um, I'm just trying to take care of myself and then, yeah. Yeah. I'd say, you know, also just a slight piece of feedback to my friend Jeanette is I feel like, (laughs) you know, sometimes you're scared to put up that boundary. So then you try to delay it as long as possible. And uh, and Mm -hmm. then it's like, no, just tell me you don't want to hang out right now. It's okay. <laughs> like, I will be less annoyed if you tell me right now in your true moment than 40 minutes before we're supposed to meet for that Thai food and then you don't come. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Boundaries yeah. are hard, especially when you're learning to set them in already established relationships mm-hmm. because boundaries teach people how to love us. And if we have compromised our boundaries for weeks, months, years, then that's the expectation that people hold. And then we pivot into honoring our own boundaries. And they're like, what the fuck, bro? Mm -hmm. You know, you've been doing my laundry for three and a half years and all of a sudden you're not going to do, you know, and that's where the like tension comes from. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. definitely some of the hardest work we have to do. (sighs) Yeah. For sure. That is my journey. And I know that that will continue to be my journey as I become mommy because there's going to be a lot of family interested in that baby. (laughs) (laughs) And I, um, yeah, will have to vocalize my wants and needs probably more than I did because I will be vocalizing them on behalf of my bambino as well. I think that might be helpful for you to act because cancer is a really strong force at advocating for the well-being of others. Mm-hmm. And, and cancer, like I said, archetype of mother, like you are mama mm-hmm. bear. And I think that it might be a great exercise for you to initiate these familial boundaries um, as mother. And then you can kind of filter that into your other relationship um, because you'll have 
mm-hmm. practice. But there is like a force behind the way that you show up for others that sometimes feels squirrely when you're like trying to enact that for yourself. Right. Yeah. Astrology is real. <laughs> Want to talk about moon signs? Astrology is real. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah. talk about moon signs. Yeah. Okay. So moon signs, like I said, that's your inner world. It's how you express your emotions. It's how you process your emotions. It's all the stuff that happens on the inside. Nicole, Virgo moon, Jenny, we got a Gemini moon. Both of these moon signs are mutable signs. The mutable signs are changeable. They're adaptable. But your moon signs are in relation to each other at odds with each other. They challenge (laughs) each other. (laughs) But the challenge between Gemini and Virgo is like reconciled through deliberation. It actually feels very like energetic. The like sensation that I get like looking at your moon signs together is like pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, like always chatting, always talking, always sort of like offering your perspectives to each other. Um, Because both Mm. Gemini and Virgo are Mercury ruled signs and Mercury is cerebral and perceptive Jenny, the way that you organize your emotions is through like understanding them. If you could put a language to them, you feel secure in that. Mm-hmm. Gemini moons also tend to be very humorous and use humor and wit and cleverness as a way to deflect from heaviness. Because even though you're a cancer mm-hmm. and like you've been through some shit, you've felt a lot in this life, the moon in you doesn't want to bring people down with you. A moon in Gemini really feels comfortable in a space of levity. If I can make a joke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Gemini moons also tend to be very emotionally intelligent in the way of being able to communicate their emotional experience. Um, Finding language or finding some level of communication to like label their emotional world. Nicole, the Virgo moon in you, is a little perfectionist. A Virgo moon likes to perfect their emotions, likes to organize them nicely, likes to move through them efficiently, (laughs) likes to keep everything neat and clean and or put it in a compartment and lock it away. (laughs) (laughs) Nicole. Interesting and illuminating. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Virgo moons, when in the face of emotional dysregulation, get busy. Mm-hmm. You clean your house, mm-hmm. you get you like get yourself invested in other people's business, try to mm-hmm. fix things, try to solve other people's issues. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, how is it so how does it know me so much? It's so crazy. It's so true. It's, so it's the truest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> and it's funny because both of these Mercury-ruled moon signs, when they're dysregulated, they express their dysregulation, Gemini through nervousness, and Virgo through anxiety. <laughs> oh, so oh my god. And it, it's like that's a shared language between you two, especially like like for sure. You know, meeting each other at such an age of embarking in the big new world of college and all of that, just like finding community in the like overactive nervous system (laughs) makes sense why there's like a gravitational pull between you two. But yeah, your moon signs and what regulates both of you are at odds with each other and you're in constant 
conversation, constant deliberation about how to find a middle ground. And likely that comes through humor and observation. Both of those signs are very perceptive Mm. and very observant. And so even just to like make small talk about like the things that you noticed today, (laughs) like can be calming. Mm-hmm. This is wild. wild. Interesting. This is so wild. Anxiety and nervousness are our common ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <feels> so correct. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. <Wow. laughs> um, and now, but you want to know it, you know, because we're both like, yeah. Well, and. Now that I've, like, chatted with both of you, I'm, like, really feeling your moon signs activated. Um, And the phase of the moon that you were born under also speaks to the sort of undercurrent of your personality. Jenny, you were born under a dark moon, which is the phase right right before a new moon. So right before a new moon cycle. And people Mm. born under a dark moon tend to have, like, a wisdom beyond their years. Um, There's sort of a... like a wholeness to them, a groundedness to them. They tend to be very intuitive, very introspective. Um, Whereas Nicole, Mm. you were born under a disseminating moon phase, which is the phase right after the full moon, which Mm. means that tends to show up as the archetype of like teacher, preacher, sharer. Someone who's like, I just went through the full moon and look what I learned. Wow, wow, wow. This, this, this <laughs> is unhinged. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, so wow. Jenny has a way of like grounding in your perception, grounding in what you know and the information that you have. Um, and Nicole, you have a way of like expressing your wisdom, especially for Virgo's very system oriented, like how things work. And very much geared towards sharing that in one way, shape, Mm. or form, whether that be as teacher or as example. Um, Mm. But it's like, Mm. you know, I know how this works and here are my, you know, tips and tricks. This is every, every fight I ever get into with my husband when he's like, I'm just trying to sort of tell you my (laughs) feelings and experience. And I'm like, okay, but I can actually sort of fix that problem if you just were listening to my seven steps and – not what he's looking for he's just trying to <laughs> say how he feels oh my god i experience and i experience yeah, the reverse the opposite, yeah. where <laughs> my problem is always trying to be solved for me and i'm like that's not what i want <laughs> and nicole also loves a spreadsheet i never met anyone who loves a spreadsheet the more than nicole. That i have it's it's so i have a spreadsheet of candle scents that i like and don't like so i don't buy <laughs> one that i don't like again could Why I would have I need that, that spreadsheet? <laughs> I'm interested yeah. in that. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a lot of spreadsheets going on. I, that's what I didn't know that you had. I'm learning something new every day. On my ultimate Nicole spreadsheet where I have just little things for me. But, you know, it's not a whole spreadsheet, but it is a tab. You have a, a spreadsheet that's just called Nicole? Nicole. Yeah, Nicole. <laughs> it has um, I want to know it has how different brands at ASOS fit me and so like what sizes <laughs> it has a tab of when we went to Disney World the rides that I really liked kind of liked didn't liked and didn't do okay, am I unwell I just don't want to forget <laughs> things I want to not make the same mistake twice I want to 
Okay, wow. can I break this down astrologically? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is so. This is such a beautiful synthesis of your astrology because the Aquarius wants to understand, like, mm-hmm. and the Virgo wants to collect data and build efficiency. Mm-hmm. And so it's like to commit to memory all of this data in an overarching like this works for me, this doesn't work for me. That makes you feel centered, and that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I want a little of that, to be honest. Yeah. It really does help me because then I don't feel the pressure of it living in my brain. I know that it is there for me when I need it and I will come back to it. I love it. I think you should be, maybe you should be like an economist or something, Nicole. I don't know, like a data analyst. Like it's in your blood. You could be the next Emily Oster. I'm just saying, but about ASOS sizing. Data analyst, astrologer, famous actor. Listen, what will I wake up as next? Do it, do it all. We need you in all of these fields. Oh my god! I feel like I need to know at some point all the tabs on your Nicole file, the ones you're willing to share. I mean, I just shared some very intimate ones, so I feel like (laughs) let's give me a little break. Okay, wow, I just that's amazing. Um, well, we got rising signs to talk about. <laughs> Do you want to chat rising signs? Yes. Yes. All right. So Jenny, Sagittarius rising, Nicole, Aquarius rising. These rising signs are in some ways very similar. They're both seekers, and both of them are perpetually kind of elsewhere. Aquarius is like in the future, like trying to like gauge the future. And Sagittarius is sort of like galloping off into the horizon on horseback. Sagittarius is the wise philosopher that's like, life is a grand adventure. What will I learn next on my quest? Both (laughs) signs are very like, there must be more than this provincial life. They're Mm. reaching, grasping, yearning for meaning, for bigness, for profundity. Both sides are sort of like looking up and out. Um, into the horizon. Mm. And I Mm -hmm. feel like it's very appropriate to have come together and establish a podcast called How Were You Brainwashed? When I think of Aquarius and and Sag as sort of like cult cult leader. (laughs) Um, Sag is like big cult cult leader energy. (laughs) I was going to say Nicole is the cult leader, but maybe I'm the cult leader, I Nicole, can, after all I that. can actually see Nicole as the cult leader, like as the figurehead. Thank you. <laughs> you uh, yeah, Jenny, you're sort of like the neck that turns the head. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely. I'm the, the mouthpiece that's going to go down with the ship. No one knows you're really running shit, babe. Yes, actually. <laughs> yeah. And even and even just like a fascination for that like big picture scope of someone's experience and to like bring that to life through storytelling feels very appropriate for those rising signs because your rising sign is your first impression for other people. But it's also like how you um, chart your path through the world. It's like how you aim towards your next step. And both are very idealistic. And very growth and future oriented. Whereas there is like this disharmony and uncomplimentary energy between your sun signs and your moon signs. There is this cohesion between the Aquarius and the Sagittarius. Mm, 
Okay, our rising energies are are matching. <laughs> we say we must be podcasters and <laughs> actors and writers and all of that. Um, it's interesting. It makes sense. Wow. I can't believe how I, I like. I knew it was real, but it is so real. <laughs> it's all so true. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is obviously really hitting. (laughs) Um, But gosh, it's so funny to be thinking of it in both worlds, too, of Nicole and I and in my husband and I. It's like, it's so interesting that we keep creating this, recreating this dynamic (laughs) within our friendship. They want us to learn something through this. They really want (laughs) us to learn something. I think that while watching you and your relationship, it feels like you have learned a lot. And I feel like my husband has taught me a lot, too. So yeah, I was going to say, you're also, also learning, learning honey. Me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you had stuff to learn, too. We're both learning. <laughs> Absolutely. There's something healing about being with somebody who is, like, almost not going to um, placate mm-hmm. that side of you, the, you know mushy sort of like I like to think that my husband almost like cured me of codependency not to say I'm cured fully but like he's so lives in his own sort of world and (laughs) I've just sort of accepted that his world is his world and like we are a beautiful match but like I don't need to know every goddamn thing about him or what he's doing or spend all of our gd time together you know, yeah. and my husband, it's been, it's been healing for me, has taught me that sort of his point of view is just as valid and meaningful. And even <laughs> if I can't understand it, I still respect and honor it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and Aquarius mm-hmm. is like, like I said, a sign of big picture context and tolerance. And, mm-hmm. and that big picture comes from a state of like separateness. Like, mm-hmm. if you're on the ground with everyone else, you can't see from the same vantage point. Whereas cancer is very much about coherence and like being brought together and absorbing others. Um, It's that water energy, Mm -hmm. which is different than air energy, which is Aquarius. And so it is this challenge of finding the space for both separation and coherence that makes for, you know, sort of magical relationships. Because it's not like one or the other. You have to find that space in between in order to satisfy both ends. So, Jordan, you mm. think we can still be best friends and we can still stay married to our husbands even after you've looked at our charts? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. And awesome. even – and I also want to say there. this is like – like I said, these are party facts. This is like scratching the surface yes. of your charts and the relationships between wow. your charts. But I will also say just looking at – there is a reading called Sinistry where I layer two charts on top of each other and I can see how the whole chart sort of speaks to each other. And between the two of you, there is so much support for each other's ambitions and each other's like public expression of self. Like you are cosmically and literally cheering each other on in whatever like phase or whatever form your ambitions or your purpose or how you show up in the world looks you're there for each other to to boost and to to care for um and i thought that that was very beautiful 
um, especially because you are working in a public sphere together, um, that there is this like overarching support for each other's trajectory forward. And they're like, um, and your accomplishment of your goals. It's true. I love you, Jen. I love you. (laughs) And I love you, Nicole. That's so sweet. Yes, we do. Uh, We have like a very solid foundational core group of friends that Nicole and I are in. And I feel like we've really, it's just full support. You got to feel only support. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But not everybody's like that, I don't think. Yeah. You know, it's really nice to just have, like, true female support and friendship. Yeah. Um, so, <sighs> I feel very lucky. Yeah. Ride or fucking die, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I will say, just, yeah. like, to add a little bit no- more nuance to the, like, archetypes of, like, emotional and non-emotional, um, mm-hmm. Aquarius is not necessarily known as an emotional sign, but you are a very emotionally generous person, Nicole. Mm. Um, Mm. Mm -hmm. You are very willing to give of yourself, um, your resources, your time, your energy, your attention to maybe even your finances to others (laughs) um, in a way that is like a show of your emotional investment. It might not be like warm, fuzzy, ooey gooey, um, but sometimes it is. Mm -hmm. But your generosity in a lot of ways knows no bounds. And so there's a little boundary work to be done. <laughs> there, I thought I was going to get out of this plane. <laughs> Everyone can use boundaries. Yeah. That is that true. Is true. Yes, I agree. <laughs> hard agree. I was feeling that too, you know, with the, uh, yes, while Aquarius, as Nicole says, called visionary, <laughs> um, Nicole is genuinely one of the like most, giving kind people i know so there is a lot of emotion and a lot of love yeah, but you gotta really deserve it <laughs> when you do i'll give it to you as much as you need babe yeah, when true. you're in okay. you're in <laughs> you're here when you hear your family, family. <laughs> <laughs> so true wow I am like vibrating. This is so (laughs) exciting. I love this conversation so much. (laughs) This is so cool. Thank you so much, Jordan, for sliding into our DMs, coming and reading our charts. It's a true gift to both of us to have you do this. Yeah. How can everyone find you and book their own beautiful readings? Yes. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Jordan Shomare or my website is yourastrologerfriend.com. That's my brand, I guess. Incredible brand. We Um, love the brand. And then I also put out a weekly newsletter, which is famously on hiatus right now because... Because as all weekly news, because we're sometimes. listen, we're all in the underworld right now, and like I can't put out a newsletter from the underworld. I'm sorry. Yeah, in a few weeks, it's going to get better, as we know for us, Aquarius. Yes, yes, yes. In a few weeks, I will have another newsletter, but it's a weekly newsletter. It comes out on Thursdays. It's called Astrologically Speaking, an advice newsletter with a cosmic twist, where I address your questions of love, life, and partnership and personhood through the lens of astrology so it doesn't have to be astrology questions but i will answer it with astrology incredible wow guys well you gotta book jordan yeah for sure (laughs) if i've learned anything from this uh, 
She's good at what she does. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No notes. No <laughs> notes for stuff. Jordan. <laughs> well, I I know that you guys don't necessarily know what this means, but I'm a Leo Moon. And so my birthright is to receive all of that graciously. So thank you. <laughs> good. That's what we want. Yes. I love that. I need that. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. 